0: Chapter 15 of Stormy, Misty's Foe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stormy, Misty's Foe by Marguerite Henry. Grandpa Makes a Deal. Dr. Finney was a big man, outwardly calm, but his face looked as if it knew patience and pain. "'What do you think, sir?' Paul asked as they stood with Misty in the paddock. "'Well, to be frank, she's a little too heavy, Paul, that is, for one so fine-boned, and that's never good at a time like this. But we'll pull her through.' Misty shouldered her way into the center of the group, ears listening and questing, as if she were part of the conference— instead of the cause. The doctor put a gentle hand on Paul's shoulder. Misty won't be lonesome here, he said. In the next stall, she can neighbor with Trienda, a well-bred trotter, and my boy David can comfort her and take your place for the time being, he added quickly. Just then, Dr. Finney's son came racing out of the house. Paul almost hated the boy on sight, for Misty trotted right up to him, "'sniffing curiously. "'Dr. Finney,' Paul said urgently. "'Couldn't I stay here, please?' "'Grandpa answered before the doctor "'had finished clearing his throat. "'If you could be of help, me and doctor both say yes. "'But you're needed over to Chincoteague. "'Lots of mopping up to be done. "'And you volunteered as an able-bodied man. "'Recommember?' "'Still, Paul could not bring himself to go.' He slid his hand under Misty's mane, scuffing his fingers along. Dr. Finney, he asked, would it be a good idea for us to get a nanny goat just in case? The doctor was about to say it wouldn't be necessary. Then he saw the troubled look on the boy's face. Better, he thought, to keep him busy instead of worrying. It wouldn't hurt at all, Paul. Many breeding stables keep a goat for that very purpose. By the way... He turned out to Grandpa. You must know Buck Jackson from Chincoteague. Grandpa flinched. Yep, I know him. Sells goat's milk. Well, he's delivering a flock of goats to Girdle Tree today, and I'm to give him a health certificate. If you'd like to buy a nanny, I'll ask Buck if he can spare one. But you'd have to keep her at Pony Ranch because I'm short of space. Grandpa shrugged helplessly. Alas, it's me against the world,' he said, half joking, half in earnest. Then he stared down the highway in amazement. A shining white truck was barreling along toward them. Now it was slowing, and in big black letters on its side, Grandpa made out the words, "'Buck Jackson Delivery, Goat's Milk.' With a screeching of tires, the truck turned into the driveway and came to a stop. A big-shouldered man jumped from the cab and opened the tailgate. Hi, Paul and David, he called. Hi, Doc. Hi, Mr. Beebe. Hi, Misty. Heavens to Betsy. I didn't expect a welcoming committee. Misty and Paul and David were first to peer inside. The two boys were suddenly friends, buyers, judging an odd assortment of goats. Grandpa stuck his nose into the truck and sniffed noisily. I just don't like them, he insisted. They smell from here to Kingdom Come. To me, a polecat smells purtier. But Paul was ecstatic. They can't help it, Grandpa. And besides, Misty needs someone to play with now that Skipper's gone. She'll have her colt, Grandpa reminded. Paul was not listening. I like that brown nanny with the little white kid. So do I, David agreed. And if I was your Grandpa, I'd let you have the whole truckload, he offered generously. Who says I want to sell any? Buck Jackson asked. That did it. Grandpa was a born trader. Buck, he said, there's lots of goats over to Chincoteague, some nicer than yours. Si Eustace has a whole flock, and Ben Sykes has. Not any more, they don't. They're drowned. Grandpa ignored the interruption. But since my grandson has took a fancy to that brown one and her kid, what'll you take for the pair? Buck winked at Dr. Finney. I'll take Misty and her unborn. Now Grandpa's blood was up. Quit your jokin'. Who says I'm joking? In the waiting silence, Misty poked her head inside the truck, and the brown goat gave her a friendly butt. Misty came right back, asking for more. I give up, Grandpa sighed. He pulled out his ancient leather purse and began fumbling inside, transferring bits of string and wire to a pocket. At last, he held out a much-folded $5 bill. This may seem mighty little to you, but housekeeping ain't what you'd call profitable. Here, take it. Buck Jackson chewed on a toothpick, thinking. If I didn't say yes, he said at last, even Missy here'd hate me. It's a deal, Clarence. "'and I'll throw in a bale of hay besides.' "'The transaction was quickly completed. "'But even with the nanny and her kid in the pickup, "'Paul didn't find it easier to say goodbye to Misty. "'Don't ride her,' he cautioned David. "'She's going to have a colt.' "'I know she is,' David replied in disgust. "'Everybody knows that.' "'Dr. Finney held onto Misty's halter. "'Don't you worry, Paul. "'I'll sleep in the stall next to her.' and I'll stay within sight and sound during her foaling period. You promise? I promise. It was almost dark when Grandpa and Paul crossed the state line back into Virginia. Trading whets my appetite, Grandpa confided to Paul. What'd you say we stop at Wallop Station and have some nice hot Red Cross food with Grandma and Maureen? What about our goats? Shouldn't we hurry home and put them in the Hay House with Billy Blaze and Watch Eyes? They got to get used to being with horses. Grandpa wasn't listening. A flicker of a smile crossed his face. Don't interrupt me, son. My mind's turning over important thoughts. The refugee room looked much the same, except for more cots and more people. And it still smelled of old rubber and leather and steamy woolen socks. As the family sat down at the long table, Paul whispered to Maureen, I like the smell of goats better than people. And we got two, a nanny and a kid. Oh, Paul, how beautiful. They're not beautiful. They're really kind of funny looking with their eyes so different from horses. I know. They're bluey yellow and they look glassy like marbles. Paul and Maureen could hardly eat for all they had to say to each other. Missy's at Dr. Finney's, Maureen. She can't keep on postponing forever and she can't go on living in Grandma's kitchen. Ain't healthy and airy for her. And besides? Besides what? I overheard the doctor say there could be complications. Grandma and Grandpa were deep in conversation too. Grandpa seemed to have forgotten he was hungry. Idy, he said. Pony Ranch is now the owners of a nanny goat and her kid. And Billy kid at that. It's got whiskers as long as you sea Captain Pa. Clarence Beebe. "'Don't you talk like that. I'll not have you comparing my father to a billy goat.' "'Come on now, Idy. I'm just being jokey. Besides, your father smelled real good of tobacco and things.' "'By the way,' he asked, trying to appear casual, "'you and Maureen had your arms scratched against the typhoid?' Grandma nodded. "'Good. I'm terribly glad.' "'Why? Is the typhoid raging?' No, but I need you at home, I'die, to pertin me up for what I got to do. What's that? Grandma asked in alarm. I got to see that all my dead ponies is taken off in Chincoteague, and the dead ones on Assateague, too. Oh, oh, how dreadful. But they say womenfolk can't go home now, regardless. I know they say so. Grandpa's eyes crinkled with his secret. But I say... The Lord helps them as helps their selves. Grandma looked at him questionably. "Idie, how'd you like to... Like to what? Grandpa sopped up some tomato gravy with a chunk of bread and ate it slowly, enjoying Grandma's impatience. Then he leaned close to her ear. How'd you and Maureen like to be smuggled back home? Right now. Grandma beamed. Be you serious? Serious as a cow at milking time, why, mercy me! I'd feel young and chipper doing a thing like that. You would? Yes, I would. Even if you had to hide in the back of a truck under a bundle of hay with goats eatin' through to you. Even if. Grandma hurriedly left the table, motioning Maureen and Paul to follow. Don't ask any questions, she said. Just slip into your jackets and come along and leave our blankets on the cots. The people nearby looked up in surprise as the Beebe family put on their wraps. My husband has got some goats down in the truck he wants us to see, Grandma explained. But it's raining, Mrs. Beebe. I know, that's why we're bundling up, Grandma blushed. You see, my husband's like a little boy whenever he's got a new pet to show me. End of Chapter Fifteen